demons up out of me Turn to a beast, eat your arteries Deceasing opponents so properly Unleashing the dark side, what got to me? We come to take shit over Foot on the gas, hit a motor Switching my thoughts on bipolar I stare in the eyes of a cobra Say you won't smoke, come get it You wanna play dumb, I'm with it I'm about to take over the city I came with my committee gang with it Came for the bag and the profit What's up, sitters? This is Bradford Douglas, along with Shane Edge. Hey, sitters, what's good, as Joey says? <laughs> and Chris Martinez. What's happening, man? And we are Front Porch Sitting. So obviously no Joey, but we got a great Edge stand-in. We got Mr. Shane Edge in the house. How you doing, Shane? I'm doing good. Appreciate you boys having me on. Yeah, man. Some may argue we got the, the better Edge. <laughs> well, and- yeah, so I, I think they're probably... Five or six edges that think they're better than me now, but there's only one. I know we got we got the original, the goat. Um, hey man, we're happy to be here. We got Shane, as Brad said. We're going to talk about. Well, we're going to discuss Joey Edge's picks. Uh, Joey's not with us tonight. I think he's just a bit under the weather. I think he's got that stomach bug. Not, not the not the other stuff. He's no, he's already had the other stuff, so he's good. <laughs> he does have a little stomach bug, and um, he's in a much better place right now. To, he needs to drink him some Gatorade or maybe some Pedialyte for and, Joey. And, yeah, and, and stay the hell away from us. Yes. Uh, so we are still recording in the same normal place in Joey's house, but without Joey. So um, we are going to. He's not off the hook. We're going to talk about his picks and his overall record this year. And then uh, he sent in his picks by mail, by mailed-in ballot. He sent that in, and uh, we're going to let Shane pick as well. But before we do that, we have to tell you about those wonderful people over there at JW Weaponry. Uh, Stop by and see them. Hunting season's here. Uh, The holiday season's coming up. Christmas is coming. I didn't mean to say holiday. Christmas is coming. Um, Go see those people. They got layaway programs, things like that, so that way your wife or significant other isn't looking at that bank statement wondering why you spent all that money in, in one place at one time. So, uh, give them a call at 386-243-8587. Again, it is 386-243-8587. Tell them that the front porch sent you and get your 5% off. Man, I tell you what, every time I go into JW Weaponry, I'll, you know, I'll call John. Hey, John, I, n- I need this or that. He'll let me know when it's coming in. Of course, here lately, it's been hard to get stock. <laughs> telling you. They always do a great job by me, so go see JW Weaponry. Awesome, awesome. So last week we picked um, we picked Florida at Texas A and M. We're going to discuss that one. Um, Florida State at Notre Dame. Like we can talk about it too, I guess. Miami at Clemson and Tennessee at Georgia. Um, I went. Brad lied here. You said I went two and two. That's a lie. Well, maybe that's not a lie. I, I can't really read Joey's hand right here. So, Brad, you went two and two. I went four and zero last week. Joey went one and three last week. That don't seem right. He picked Florida, missed it. He picked Notre Dame, missed it. He definitely took Clemson. Yeah, so four. And then he took Tennessee, didn't he? I think so. Yeah. I think he did. We'll let we'll give Joey the option to correct that. We'll check the tape. It's all recorded. But <laughs> as it sits right now, currently, it could be under review. But Joey is one and three last week. So overall record here, I'm eight and three. Brad is six and five, and Joey is four and seven. I remember the Gators went four and seven one year. <laughs> you gotta start that already yeah we have to i got you here okay. um but this week we're gonna pick um north carolina is at florida state florida state is getting 13 and a half uh at the time we pick this that number might move more georgia is at alabama bama is giving what four minus yep. four yep four points and then pitt is at miami and miami is giving 13 and a half um 
We'll start with you, Shane. Uh, we'll pick. We'll start with the North Carolina, Florida State. Who are you taking there? As bad as I hate to say it, Florida State looked a lot better last week mm-hmm. than, than they had the previous weeks, and it looks like they've got a quarterback who is going to be a running quarterback. And you know, Norvell seems like he's using the strength of the team or strength of of him, the quarterback. What's his What's his name? Thirteen. Jordan Travis. Jordan Travis. So they're going to use his strength. I think they're going to cover the 13 and a half. Okay. Um, Joey's pick on that. Joey, like I said, he mailed his in. We got him. Joey's at North Carolina. North Carolina with minus 13 and a half. Okay. How about you? What are, what are you going to do here? Give me the Seminoles. Well, shocker. Brad took Florida State plus 13 and a half. I mean, I guess I can go ahead and make mine now. Uh, I don't really like that. I'm reluctantly – Going to say that Florida State most likely loses this game, but I do think they cover. 13 and a half, kind of a lot of points. That's a lot of points. And, you know, North Carolina, we were – matter of fact, we were at the uh, the cookout, the wing cookout, and we watched North Carolina play somebody. And Syracuse. it should not have been a close game. Mm-hmm. And it was close until the end. North Carolina pulled away at the end. But I think Florida State's got a little bit better athlete than, than Syracuse does. I, I tend to believe so, too. We'll see. That That's a pretty good line, though. 13 and a half is right. I think it opened at nine and a half, which it I, did. It I did. don't think I like nine. I would have took North Carolina. I would have taken North Carolina at that, too. Nine and a half isn't enough. Um, then we'll go to Georgia at Bama. No saving on the sideline for this one. No um, saving on the sideline. Mm. Sarkeesian is calling the plays. <laughs> he might be drunk. He may be, maybe. But, um, um, man, as far as that goes – I got to go Alabama still because it's in Alabama. Right. They still have to travel a little bit. It's not very far. Right. But I just I just think Georgia looks very good. I don't know how settled they are on the quarterback. Mm-hmm. Um, he, he, they were really bad the first game, really good the second game against Auburn. And they looked okay last week. Right. But I, I'm still going to go Alabama. Minus four, if it was a little bit different, maybe seven, then I would Georgia. But yeah. it's going to be a close game. It's going to be. Because I'm telling you, Georgia played really good defense. I love the way they were flying to the ball. Matter of fact, you and I talked about it a little bit through Twitter. But uh, Georgia, that's what you want to see on a defense. You want to see guys flying around to the ball, 11 guys trying to get a hat on the ball. Kicker. Yes, sir. That's what I like. Yes, sir. At the end of a frame, I, I know you've heard it the same way. At the end of the frame, like if you freeze the frame when the tackler's on the ground, the ball carrier's on the ground, there should be 11 helmets in the picture. Yes. For Georgia, there always is. It, it seems like it last game. It looks like it. But uh, what what Joey have here? Joey took Bama. Bama with uh, minus four. And what are you going to do here? Give me Georgia so I'm getting trouble. <laughs> Brad said he's taking Georgia. Oh, I forgot. <laughs> now, he caught so much hell when he took uh, – who was that? Oh. <laughs> Auburn. He took Auburn. He, we had to go watch the game over there. Oh, my God. He yeah. almost didn't get to eat. Dang. <laughs> uh, what are you going to do here, Chris? <laughs> so, this one's I'm, – I'm a little conflicted on this. Move that other secondary situation aside. Um, I think I'm going to go Georgia, and I'll tell you why. I think the brand of football they play is similar to Alabama, obviously, with Kirby coming right. from there. In the defensive side of the ball, I know Bama put up a ton of points, and they have weapons, but I'm not, I'm not super sold on Mac Jones. I think I think Mac Jones does okay, but I don't know that he's capable of winning a football game by himself, and he is going to have to win the football game. He is like a lot of Alabama quarterbacks in the past. Mm-hmm. They've managed the ball game. Mm-hmm. And if he managed the ball game, no turnovers, Alabama's going to be – they're going to be tough to beat. Do you think they're gonna if be able he to, does not beat them, then they're going to be tough. Do you? But I think Kirby's going to make him. Do you think they're going to be able to run the football? They'll, 
That's they, a good question. I mean, it'll be interesting to see because obviously Ole Miss didn't have to run the football. They threw the ball all over the place. Right. Um, but if he tries to run the ball and they can for somehow – because that front seven looked really, really good this past weekend. Mm-hmm. So if, if they stick to their guns and they fill their gaps and do what they're supposed to do, yeah, I, I think they'll stop them. And I do too. And that's why I say I don't think Mac is good enough to, with a game on his shoulders, on his back, having to go win the football game. I don't – he may prove me wrong, but we played against him when he was at Bowles. And we beat the hell out of that boy. Yeah, if, if he's not a, if he's not a game manager and he tries to win the game, it may be maybe a different situation. You yeah. almost talked me into taking Georgia. Right, well, I mean, as it goes on, I'm just, my point being on this is I think I think Georgia's good enough up front to stop the run and make Mac beat him. And I don't think Mac is good enough to beat him. Now, the flip side of that is the reason I'm reluctant is Georgia offensively is. Is bad. They're not very good. No, they're, they're just they're, not. They're, they're not just, near as good. It, it's almost the polar opposite of what Florida's doing right now. Yep. Offensively, they're pretty good. Defensively, not so much. But Georgia, if they can find ways to score, that's it. They need to get back to those guys because they got backs that are pretty good. I don't understand why. They, I, I mean, I know they, I know why. Munkin, the new OC, right? He wants to Man, go forget fast. that. Yeah, Georgia that. has predominantly in the past had yep. a running back that they can depend on yeah. and they can get they can get yards and win ball games that way but um i still like alabama minus four okay i'm good with that and brad so brad and i are on georgia you and joey are on bama uh we got pitt at miami give me joey's pick here first is pitt at miami miami is given 13 and a half pit okay uh i'll go since you've had to go what well, what are you gonna go here brad i'm going miami Brass taking Miami to cover or to thir- minus 13 and a half, given 13 and a half. Um, I'll go next. I, I'm giving, I'm, I'm going to go pit here. Miami loves to get beat twice. I think Clemson just whooped that ass twice. I do. I think so. And Pitt's very, very good up front. I think they'll give Miami fits on, at the at line of scrimmage. Um, we'll see how good De'Aaron King is. Yeah. I, I'm not a big fan of mm-hmm. his, not necessarily as a ball player, but just as as what he did to, to Houston, I thought that was cowardly. You know, it, it was it was very cowardly, and it. What did he say? Trust me, we're fine. Yeah. Well, obviously, he wasn't fine. He left and went to Miami. So to me, he, he's got no no status with me at all mm-hmm. as far as being a person. But anyway, we won't go that far. Right. But um, <laughs> who did Joey pick? Because I'm not going three and three with Joey. He took Pitt. I'm going Miami. I did. <laughs> <laughs> Give me Miami in the third in minus thirteen and a half. Yeah, I think that's. I think that's not a bad pick. I think the line's about right. It just depends on what Miami team you get. In the past, traditionally, normally if they get beat once, they typically rack he, that into twice. Yeah, King can make things happen though. He he, he is a very very good athletic quarterback. He is. I'll, I'll give you that. The thing about that pit, the, the reason I like them is because the brand of football they play is physical, like smash mouth, and they're going to play tough defense and they're going to try and run the football. And yep. if you're already kind of beat down from Clemson, that may not be a good mix. Let's just see. Well, what and then if they do that, obviously 13 and a half points is a lot of points to have to cover. Yeah, but they, but to to your point, Derek King can make it happen, it can, and it can happen in a hurry. Yeah. Um, all right, so that's it. Y'all go ahead and tweet us your picks. Hey, man, like, retweet this thing. Help us out. We, we greatly appreciate that. Um, let us know your picks, and if you agree or disagree with any points we have, I mean, you're going to be wrong if you disagree, but I'll at least, we'll at least listen to you. I um, have not seen the sitters put picks on uh, – not a lot of the sitters. I need, I need to see the picks because um, I'm starting fresh this week, 0-0, oh and, oh and oh, mm-hmm, so I'm, yep. I'm going to start 4-0. and oh. 
And uh, so, so my picks as far as uh, winning percentage should be up here pretty good. Yeah, it should be pretty good. But, yeah, you're right. It's, they've been slacking a little bit with the picks. They've been slacking. We Clayton got, and yeah. Alex, all those guys. Come yeah. on now. I mean, we used to even get Will Bowen. Will Bowen used to tweet at us, and I don't, he probably don't even listen no more. Will, we'll, we'll shout out to this, Will Bowen. I mean, Ed Gun used to be a great heckler at the baseball games. So yeah. I had so much fun listening to him. <laughs> yeah, he was. He knew how to talk junk. Yep. Um, all right, let's go ahead and get into this thing, man. We'll start with uh, we'll start with Florida State, and then we'll go to Florida. Um, what were your takeaways? Did, did you get a chance to watch that game? I watched most of the game. I watched the first half of the game. Mm-hmm. And, uh, you know, you can always jump on coaching when things are going bad and, you know, they look like they did the first couple of games out of the shoot. That had a lot to do with Blackman, the quarterback. Mm-hmm. But – it looks like Norvell's found his identity in this quarterback, whether he keeps him next year or, or and somebody else comes in. The case is this guy knows what he's doing. He's going to run the ball. He's going to throw it every once in a while. The kid, it's not like he doesn't have a right arm. He can right. throw it. Mm-hmm. Okay. But if you, can, if you can control the game, control the clock, and that's what they did the first part of the game, not only did they do that, they went and scored. Yeah. You know, on Notre Dame, who's a pretty good football team. I agree. So they can take some positives away from that. Uh, they looked a lot better than they had in the previous weeks, and they just they just looked better to me. It looked like they were better coached, and guys were wanting to play. I don't know if they were up for Notre Dame because uh, you know Notre Dame is Notre Dame, right? Or or what the case was, but they just looked looked a lot better to me. I agree. I, I'll, I'll jump on that too. I I think the most encouraging thing out of all of it was was the coaching. So mm-hmm. if you think from the summer, the fall, they didn't really get much, any hardly any spring, right? All that was tailored to Blackman, pocket passer. So, I'm not saying they scrapped the offense, but they really changed it in about a week, week and a half to, to the mobile quarterback. Now they're running like a true spread option. There's, there's, there's like die, there's read, read option type stuff that's happening. And to do that in a week and to look I was just about to say that to be able to do that in a week, Chris, is, is really special because, you know, you know what different guys can do. Right. You know this guy can throw the ball. You know this guy can run the ball. Mm-hmm. And instead of, you know, interchanging them play by play or every other play, whatever the case is, to be able to do that in a week, that's pretty good. That's good coaching, in I my agree. opinion. I agree. And then be able to get players to execute. It's one thing for you to know it, like, as a coach. I know how to make this happen. But it's another to translate it and then to make it happen versus a good Notre Dame team. I mean. And on always the second, the backup quarterback is always everybody's best friend. Mm-hmm. Okay, when he came, when he comes into the ball game, you're going to do one of two things: you're going to quit on him, or you're going to fight for him because you know how good he is and how good he can be. Yeah. So that's what they looked like they were doing. They looked like they were playing really hard for Jordan Travis. Yeah, it looked like that too. They had a little extra juice. They yep. had a, a little spark that was much needed. And the right. offensive line played better too. I know Notre Dame; they're not necessarily the world beaters, but I mean they're a pretty damn good football team. The offensive line, I think the mobile quarterback helps to mask and cover up some of that, right, some of that stuff that, that makes them look bad. We were talking about that earlier with Columbia High School and last year and things like that. But, you know, is that a product of the coaches saying, okay, well, the linemen, you've got to do this because we're doing this now. That's what it looked like to me. It looked like this. we got a mobile quarterback now. Just get in the way. Yeah. You don't have to do a whole lot. Get in the way and let him make some plays. Right. And then he's, for the most part, has made the right decision, yep. made the right play. I think it'll be interesting to see, and we'll get into it more when we get to North Carolina, but how defenses, because now they're going to change. Right. Right. Now they got right. tape Now on. there's film on them. Now we yep. got the book. So now now we can find out how we want it. Because if it's me, I'm blitzing the hell out of them. And you got to make the same decision, but a lot faster now. Well, we're going to talk about that here shortly with yeah. Florida also. We'll, we'll get there. Um, the offense, I was, I was pleased. I was impressed with the offense. Um, hmm. 
the defense. We'll go ahead. And, I mean, the offense looked good. They played the young kids. Right. I think the offensive line looked good. Uh, I did see Tamoy and Terry today is out basically for the year now. Jesus. He's basically out for the year now. Oh, what happened? Uh, he, did, he had like a little minor knee surgery, mm-hmm. but he's going to miss two to three weeks. Okay. Which, I mean, in this, in this climate, this season, he just had a big game, probably got enough tape. Right. Probably going to get ready for the draft yeah. would be my guess. They're not playing for anything. So yeah, that's true. Probably don't have Tamoy and Terry going forward. So, that's a pretty big void. But he had his – in my opinion, he had one of his best games – Against Notre Dame. Yeah. He, he blocked well, caught the intermediate route, and then caught the deep ball, which we know he could do. Right. Um, but we just get to the defense. Because uh, you and I, we've been talking through Twitter quite a bit about defense overall. What did you think while watching Florida State play defense? What was your, like, takeaway that you took? It, it's still it, – they're a little bit better. I say they're a little bit better than what they have been. But you still – defense to me is – how bad do you want it? Mm-hmm. How bad do you want it? Now, are you are you able to be coached enough to go and have eleven guys hats on the ball or coming to the ball in the frame as you said earlier? But I I don't know if the players are there. I, I got to be honest with you. I don't know if the players are there for Florida State. Now they've got good players. I'm very disappointed in the front up of, of, of Florida State. Yes, sir. The front four. Or I'm, I'm sorry. The front four and five. Yep. Those guys are just not playing at all. They just don't. They're not making any plays in the backfield. They're. It looks like they're. They're not keeping guys off the linebackers for sure. Nope. And I don't think linebacker plays very good. It's bad. It's very so. The front seven, I guess, is what we'll call it. it they just don't look good to me. No. So I, I is I, that coaching? I guess. So that's where I'm at, and I'm and I'm kind of in like a. A conundrum or a rock in a hard place. I'm unsure still. Like I'm, mm-hmm. I'm trying not to call it yet. It's only been what three games, four games now. Right. Didn't really have a spring. Didn't really have a fall. Nobody in the league or the country is really playing defense outside of Georgia. It doesn't seem like it. I mean, so I, I don't know if there's like a correlation there or what. So I'm trying to like hold judgment, but I do know this. I was talking to my buddy Trey after the game, and he was pleased. He was in a good mood. Normally, mm-hmm. if anyone knows Trey, right. it, you know, it, it's it's bad, real bad, right? I mean, yeah. especially <laughs> the world's coming to an end. With Florida State, like, when Florida State, like, it is not always great. Um, but I get it. I've been there. We've all been burned. So, we, we that's why we are that way. I'm pretty close to that. But but Trey said um, he was he was he he liked the physicality, like linebackers getting downhill. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and this is – I was just the wrong person to talk to because – he, he is right. They definitely were getting downhill, and they were hitting people. They were just hitting the wrong people. Right. So my problem with – and here's what I tell when I coach. I said this. It takes zero ability, no skill in the world to be in the right place. Mm-hmm. You, don't have to, you don't have to be a good athlete. You don't have to be fast, strong to be in the right place. I, we would tell guys, and I was maybe wrong for this. I had a guy that maybe wasn't the best. I said, hey, man, go get to where you're supposed to get and get ran over. And right. just hold on. Right. We're coming. And it's not that hard. It's not. Go And so when I, when I see guys take bad angles or, or, like, for example, a linebacker, we're reading guards. If a guard pulls, I'm running to where he's going. We said guards like a roadmap. They're going to get you started in the right direction. Right. Go that direction. You can't just run. I tell people, I tell our linebackers all the time, they're like a, like a compass. I know if I'm trying to go to California, I got to go west. I can't just start driving west. I'm going to run into the Gulf. Right. But that gets me going in the right direction. At least you're going the right direction. So guards are the same way. They get you going in the right direction. Then you got to go be a football player and find the ball. Right. Well, we're not doing any of that. But here's the thing. Is the defensive line allowing the linebackers to flow like they're supposed See, to flow? I, Their job is to get in the way. Yes, they're trying to make a play. Of course. One. But if they're doing their job, what the coach tells them to do, 
they are going in a certain direction, so they'll get in the center's way. They'll get in the guard's way, so the linebacker can fill that gap. Right. The backer should be kept clean. Right. right? I agree. I mean, it, there's two schools of thought. You have some coaches that say let the go, let the D line go make a play and win win your one on one. That's fine, and that's all good and well if you win your one on one. Right. But if you don't win your one on one or you don't take on a double team, now you're not making the play, and now there's a lineman in my linebacker's face. Right. Now nobody's making the play. Exactly. So I think there's a combination. I think there's some of that. I think they're real green. They're playing the young linebackers, and they're just not getting their reads on time. It's it's it just doesn't. What about the secondary? How you think the secondary played? Trash. They're bad. They're bad. I mean, I, and I don't know if it's coaching. I can't figure it out yet. I don't well, we're, know if it's uh, Again, coaching. we're going to get into the same situation when we get to the Florida thing, but the reason the secondary is bad or they're not coachable or whatever the case is is because the front seven is not getting any push up front and they're not putting pressure on the quarterback. So here's the issue. The biggest issue I had with the entire thing on defense was the fact that two things. They ran – one play, they ran a counter. Oh, they God. ran it out of a couple different formations. Tony Dungy was telling everybody what was coming. He sure was. He goes, yeah. I don't know why they won't run counter. I'd run it probably here. Right. Well, damn, here comes the counter. 66 yards, the guy's beating his head on the goalpost. <laughs> to stop a counter, I, I, I wrote a note down, and then I quit. It's very short. I actually have notes. You, you see mm-hmm. them, right? Oh, so, yeah. I can't read it exactly how it's written. But counter, you, do you want to know how you stop the run? Be effing physical. Right. If there's a puller, you go bloody his nose and get downhill. Mm-hmm. And then you hit the right people and you're physical. That's how you stop the run. As a defensive player, you play defense. I've played defense, coach defense. The number one thing we don't want to let anyone do is run the football on us. Right. That's imposing their will. Exactly. That's me saying, F you football, I'm running at you. Mm-hmm. And there ain't a damn thing that you can do about it because I'm, I'm more physical than My you. My guys are more physical and they're going to beat your ass. Yes. I We – we pride ourselves on stopping the run. If you beat me on the top, it is what it is. But right. you're not taking my my masculinity. Your manhood. My manhood. When somebody runs at you for 370 yards, nine yards of carry, no, sir. No. no, no, sir. Believe me, it's not very fun. We had a kid. I mean, it's going back to the old days of the leather helmet and stuff. But <laughs> we had a kid, Marquette Smith, mm-hmm. who went to Florida State. Um, he had 220-something yards on us as a free safety. I had – I think 17 tackles. So that's not fun. No. We were physically beat. Yeah. And um, it, it's not a lot of fun. And, and the mentality of a player when it continues to get beat, 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 just running a physical uh, football, it, you just run you into the ground. Nobody's in a good mood after that. No. You, it, it's just imposing their will. It just is what it is. We're better than you. I'm tougher than you. I'm mean. And that's than what you. Notre Dame did. And that pisses me off. I can't. Mm-hmm. I don't like to watch that shit. No. I'd rather throw it over the top like Texas Tech. But don't, damn it, don't run the ball right at right. me and make me just. You're going to take this. There's over things and over that you can over. do as a defense to not allow that to happen. Absolutely. You can bring those seven guys, you can run blitz, and you can do that stuff and put a stop to it. And if you play one on one on the outside and then, you know, have the safety covering the tight end, yep. you get beat, so what? Okay. But you're not going to be more physical than me. You will not manhandle right. me. No, I'm, I'm taking the run away. That's yeah. why great teams say run the ball and they stop the run. Yeah. That's I, I, took, I took the same thing out of it as you did. Yeah. And, so, and then one other note I have here is it was back from, I think Brad told me I said it back in like episodes. It was long, many last year. Linebackers, it was the, when Kentucky played Florida last year. <laughs> linebackers are either goons or they're damn crazy ass white boys. Right. Florida State has neither. Right. We don't have no crazy ass. Why, you got to be a little bit loose to play that position as well as safety. Oh, you, you have to be a little bit mentally unstable. What was the cash kid at Kentucky? Crazy. A little crazy. bit unsa- unstable. A little, little crazy ass white yeah. boy. Right. He played damn good linebacker. Right. Well, there again, I mean, you go back to, um, oh, I just had his name, 51 for us a long time ago, or Spikes. Spikes. Oh, Spikes. 
Goon. He's a goon. Love it. But I'm telling you, one of my favorite players. I mean, James I Bates. Me too. Oh, crazy yeah. ass white boy. Yeah. You, Love Bates. Shane Edge. Crazy right. ass white crazy boy. Ass white. There you go. I mean, but I when I was at Columbia R last year, I had Ethan Umstead. He's a kind of crazy ass white boy, and they had some goons to go with him. Right. And it was a damn good mix. You we were good. At, we were good at linebacker. Yeah. But Florida State don't have any of that now, man. So I think it's a combination of coaching and player. It's just no matter what, though, I damn sure know it ain't good. I uh, I don't like watching it. I know it's a little bit improved, um, but I'm not ready to fire Fuller yet. Right. I think okay. a lot of people are. I'm not ready to go there yet. So are we going to get into the North Carolina game now? We're we going to get into that. Let's talk about some Florida first. Okay, we'll talk well, about some that we'll be here for a while. That's fine. We, okay, we got time on the on the front porch. Yeah, well, um, Florida went to Kyle Field right at noon. Yep. They played Jimbo Fisher's Aggies. Offense looked good. Offense looked pretty good. They, they did. really did. They Again. looked good. I think we had two punts at the most. <laughs> yeah, I really think it was it was one. I was disappointed. Actually, I saw one bad punt. I right. hadn't seen a bad punt from a Florida punter in well, uh, when's the last time you he played. There, there's no Townsend there anymore. <laughs> so, uh, but this kid has worked his butt off. The punter has worked his butt off, and he's normally booms the ball. Yep, yeah, I'm glad he. Uh, I'm glad he got the job because they signed a kid from Australia. Um, I don't understand why they're doing that. We did it too, and well, I don't like I know. it. I, uh, you know, come on, man. You don't have to go to Australia to get your punter. But anyway, um, offense looked good. Love Kyle Trask. He looked a little bit better to me yep. than he has in the previous games. But uh looks like um, Kyle Pitts, he's unstoppable. I mean, he You is, put two guys on him, it doesn't matter. He's still going to make a play because Kyle was putting the ball in a place where only Pitts could catch it. And he goes and gets it. And he goes and gets it. That's the thing. He catches with his hands, and he's so big. He is. He is. He's, he's, he's a matchup nightmare. Like, he may be the best player in the country. Hey, that's a that's a big statement. Best player, I don't know. Best tight end, I'm gonna say yes. Oh, best tight end, it's not close. Yeah, but I'm telling you right now, if, if they continue to do the work that they're doing, and Coach Mullen calls the plays that they keep calling. Yep. Now he was a little nicked up. I don't know. It happened late. I feel like. Right? Well, it, it, I think he was nicked up before the game, and really? I don't know who knew or who didn't know or mm. whatever the case was. He was a little nicked up before the game, and he set out a lot of the second quarter. Yep, I saw and that. And then a little bit in the second half, and of course we tried to come back when. Uh, we needed a score or whatever, but Tony looks really good. Man, he's Grimes changed, looks really good. He's changed his game. Hey, you know what? I did not think that he could be the number one receiver or a number one receiver me, on a football field. Me either. But he is. He he's worked his butt off and he looks really really good. He really really. He's he, explosive. Yep. Uh, got moves. My goodness, he's got 17 moves in one run. He just doesn't get tackled. Does no, he doesn't he's get hit tough very as, hard either. He's, he's slippery. Yeah, very maybe, slippery. Maybe it's like Tim Tebow. Like a lot of times, people think. Because you're like a, a mm -hmm. scat back, real small. That's right. why you don't get hit hard. Yeah. No, those guys just know how to carry the ball and not take that big lick. Tebow didn't either. He no. he ran the ball a ton. He's a big lumbering guy. He never got hit square. Right. One time he got we got a concussion at Kentucky, but well, yeah. that's like the only time I and that was somebody's knee. He was that sitting was, in a pocket and he got hit by the guy. Yeah, right. So. That's not the same. No, but just right. He doesn't he doesn't take very many big hits. No. But and he's really shifty. I like him. Yes, um, sir. But then. The, the wide receiver room, I'm not concerned at all about it, Florida. Oh, no. Uh, I think Shorter's getting a little little antsy, yeah. wants to play a little bit more. Yeah. Um, I'll be honest with you, I wouldn't mind seeing Shorter. I don't know if he'd do it as if I saw a wide receiver or whatever. We need some help on the other side of the ball. Yeah. I'm serious. We need to take some of those receivers. The only reason I say this because – and it's not against the rules. 
You can yeah. change. If you're not on the field, by God, go tell Coach Grantham, hey, I want to play in the secondary. I think I can help us win. Where can I help? Yes, right. I agree. Coach Spurrier did that with the guy Elijah Williams when I played. He was a running back, a very, very good running back, mm-hmm. four or five-star running back, moved him to the secondary and started for us the rest of the season. I mean – I, I don't know if that's what needs to happen, but we got to do something. Speaking of running back, so – the what Ooh. was the CJ Davis's name? Uh, the number twenty. What's his name? Um, Malik Davis. Malik Davis. Yes. So he has that crucial fumble there at the end. My question to you, and I know it's tough, but do, are you in favor of the rotation in the crunch time being quite as deep? Me personally, uh, before you start, I would say I want to see twenty-seven with a rock in his hand at that point in the game. Well, you've seen me on Twitter. Yes. I've told you for three years, yep. even last year and the yes. year before that. Yes, twenty-seven is the best running back that we have. Period. Yes. Without question. Even P. Ryan. You like him P. over P. Ryan. I, I liked him over P. Ryan. Yep, you did. Uh, which uh, looks like P. Ryan's going to get a shot because mm-hmm. they just got rid of Le- Le'Veon Bell for mm-hmm. the Jets, which is stupid. But um, <laughs> 27 – but here's the thing with, with 20. He's got a fumbling issue. Yes, he does. He's always had a fumbling That's issue. My, yes. I don't understand him at that point. Listen, I love the kid. I hate that the kid got hurt. Uh, great moves, very fast, very quick. He's a good running back. He's but at too. that point, Mm-mm. five minutes left to go in the game – you give it to the bruising guy yes. who's quick, fast, and can make you miss and can run you over. Yep. But he's not going to fumble the football at that no. point, I don't think. Even Wilson, the six, uh, number six. Yeah. Um, I think he's Wilson. Uh, uh, no, Wright. Right. 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 He, he he's, looks good. He looks very good. But 27 is my guy. He's the guy that I would put the ball in the hands if we're going to run it right there. I, agree. I really don't care about running the ball right there because we've thrown the ball up and down the field on Absolutely. the entire game. I agree. So, but if you know – I'm not nitpicking Dan Mullen because that, that joker can call offensive plays. I've said that. Yes. I've been I've been overly kind or honest or whatever you want to call it with to him. Dan Mullen. Right. I mean, I, if you got it, you got it. You don't have to like him, but I can respect, no. I can respect how he does his job. He right. damn, does it damn well. Not many better uh, as far as calling offensive plays. But, like, if you know that I'm I'm trying to grind the clock. We're in four-minute offense. Right. I'm, I would, no, we're no, nothing's getting on the edge because I don't want to take a chance of somebody going out of bounds. Right. That's what Malik – he, he flourishes out there on right. the edge, on the perimeter. Well, he's better a one-on-one guy like Tony used to be. Exactly. But when you're running the ball in between the tackles, oh, mm-hmm. no, sir, it isn't one-on-one. No, no you give it's it to 27. Up. I don't know I how agree. many times 27's had the ball um, and been tackled in the backfield. It's very it's, few. I would think it's He slim. always falls forward. Mm-hmm. But I'm t- I really like 27. But the thing was is our kicker, McPherson, is yeah. one of the best in the country. All right, get 20 yards. You, you want that four-minute offense. Four-minute offense meaning you run the ball, you control the clock, you you know get it down to a good deal, and then you kick a field goal and win the ball game. That's it. In four minutes. We're trying in to, four we're, minutes. We're trying to get in scoring position you in four minutes. You cannot fumble the ball in that situation, no, and they crucial. did. And I hate it for the kid. Like I said, I hate it for him. But that's just, to me, it's a history of it, so why is he in there? I agree. And so. that's the only thing I can nitpick out right. of the offense. I mean, oh, I can. Than, yeah, you can't say anything about that. Even even with that being said, damn, and we can, now it's a perfect time to transition. But go get a damn stop. But as soon as he fumbled, I'm sitting there watching from home. I said, yeah, this one's over. I said A&M, the exact same thing, A&M and that's A&M what's so score. bad because ninety percent of Gator Nation said the exact same thing. Yeah, I was holding out hope, of yeah, course. Of course, you know, and and they got him to third down a couple of times. Yeah, they got him to third down. But, man, as of right now, third and Grantham, as everybody likes to say, it's holding true. Yeah. and I, I'm starting to look bad on the Grantham thing. He's making it hard for me to defend him because I think because I get it. I'm a, I'm a defensive guy. I want to try and – that's why I ain't fired Fuller yet. I want to give him the benefit of the doubt yeah. as often as possible. But 
damn. It's making it really hard. It's making it hard. It's making, it's making it really it, hard. Because I don't understand why in year three, that's the difference here, I think, is Grantham has had success at a, at a big time, power five level, Georgia, Mississippi State, right. Louisville. Our, our D.C. has been at Memphis and, and Marshall. That's right. a damn difference in football there. But Grantham has done it at a high level. So I want to give them the benefit of the doubt. But I'm thinking, bro, in year three, there is no excuse for coverage busts and things like that. But it's year three, Chris, with mm. veteran players. Yes. It's not guys that haven't played. Right. It's not rookies. It's not – so, you know, you could say COVID this, COVID that. But these guys that have been in the system for a few years now, there Maybe. may be a couple of guys, new freshman guys, whatever, but – we are making mistakes. You know, Cox has been there for a year and a half. Mm. So, we, we we're going to talk about number we're one because I'm telling you right now, you know, Mr. Five Star and you know, well, somebody. We're going to talk about him. Yeah, somebody said well, there's a reason Georgia let him go. Uh, well, who said that? I can't remember the guy's name, but he's he probably know. right across from me. <laughs> yes, sir. <laughs> but uh, but and here's the thing with him. When you watch him play football, it's almost like he's trying to make a move five yards from the tackle. And what's the point? There's no explosiveness getting up the field. There's there's not even getting in the quarterback's view. Um, I, I just – I don't understand what he's doing. I, me, I, me either. So, what Shane is talking about is he's exactly right. So, just to try and paint the picture. We talked about last week with defensive backs. Like, they let people get in their cushion. Right. So, you, you, you slow pedal, slow pedal. When you get in my bubble, my cushion, I have to turn my hips and run. You have to. So, you do the same thing at the defensive line. We tell our guys that first step, that's why it's so important. I'm trying to put stress on you right. off of the tackle. And then once I get you to open up that hips, now I can, now I can dip then and rip. Then you can make a move. Or you can, you can, can spin or yes, you can rip or whatever inside. you can do. But if I don't pressure you, I don't make you make a decision, you just sit back there waiting on me to make a move and I'm dancing four mm. or five yards away from you, you're not stressing or pressing me at all. And these guys are big, and if they have any technique at all, hey, just come on. Come on. Because as soon as you get close, I'm going to punch you. And it's a wrap. Okay, and you're done. Yeah, and then the ball's out. And then the ball's gone at I that mean, point. That's another thing. We do when we blitz – and we do blitz. It's not very good. Okay, yeah. we're not getting home. And I can't understand that because – I don't he, understand the safety coming from 20 yards deep and the ball being snapped when he's at five, you know, five yards from the line of scrimmage. Yeah. Man, you've got to get there. We, I, I saw two blitzes that the safety was coming in. He was 10 yards away from the line of scrimmage when the ball was snapped. Yeah. We can't do that. You're wasting the man. You're playing with 10. Talk about up front pressure. Yeah. Where there's not any. We can't get pressure on the quarterback with four guys right now. You just no. can't do it. And the thing – you said it earlier off air. I don't want to take your thunder. Well, I'm going to let you say that point about the last no, year. No, go ahead. No, no, last year or this year. Because I, I still got to say something about Brent Cox. I talked to somebody um, last night, matter of fact, so two nights ago as you're listening, who very, very dialed into the Florida program. is not named Shane Edge, so I'm not, I'm not burning my source here. <laughs> uh, but somebody else that also has a similar, similar access to the program and a coach on staff said, he's the best guy I've coached. And he said this before, the, game, before right. the season started. He's the best defensive end pass rusher I've coached. Well, it, it has, the question was asked, hey, what the hell were you looking at? I mean, this guy coached Grenard and right. Zuniga and uh, Jukai Polite. He coached mm -hmm. all them guys that made it happen. Right. So how can – so my, the question was, and then the coach replied, man, hell, I don't know. Yeah. Like – uh, well, he's and, just not putting it together right now. You always look at who's supposed to be the best player. Mm -hmm. Okay, 
you always coach your best players the hardest. Hardest, yes, sir. Right? Mm -hmm. And that's why, you know, to me specifically, you got this five-star guy in. You know, he didn't get the transfer like he was supposed to last year. Right. Okay, come in. So, I'm I'm really expecting good things to happen. Yeah. During the preseason. Boy, we can't block him. We can't do this. We can't do that with him. He's doing this and that and the other. And I'm looking at him, and I'm thinking, well, where is all the explosiveness? Nice. Even Even on – any any pass play it doesn't matter what it is pass run whatever he's got contained right should mm -hmm. because he's mm -hmm. a, he's the rush in he doesn't even explode up the field to make the tackle get out there on him to make a move inside right. to come get the quarterback yes, he sir. doesn't do any of that it, it's just it, it's very concerning to me that we don't have an explosive defensive lineman on the field period and i think you have him on your roster that's the problem that would bother me is they're on the roster. They're not able to get on the field because we're looking at number one still. Okay, well, let me ask you this. Mm -hmm. When do that does that become an issue when – and it's to me it's all – it's ten guys on Florida mm -hmm. that have the ability to come off the field right now. Yeah. Because there's only one guy, in my opinion, that's playing like he should be starting at the University of Florida, and that's 51 Turner. Yeah. Yeah. That guy. Miller. Or, or Miller. Ventral Miller, yeah. That guy is a beast. Yes, sir. And he goes as hard as he can go. Mm -hmm. Very seldom do you see 11 guys in the frame at the end of the play. Right. You just don't. No. Not with Florida. And now, is that coaching? Is that players? I don't know what it is, but I know I'm tired of watching it. It's coaching, and I'll tell you why it's coaching. Effort. Because what you allow is what you tolerate. That's like, right. If I, if I allow you to do it, then I'm accepting it. So. Yep. Either you do it my way or get your ass, because I have the power to put you on the damn pine. That's the best teacher in the world, the damn bench. What? I'm sitting your ass down. And if you do sit him down, what does that say to the player? One, you better figure it out or you're not playing anymore. Mm -hmm. And it gives the guy, the second team guy, an opportunity to come in and play and start and make a name for himself. Right. So now he's going to give you more. because oh, like, he's going to give you everything. I'm going to get my shot. I'm right. going to get my chance. The thing with Grenard that made him so special was his first step, that burst you were talking exactly. about. He got upfield so fast, that tackle had to open their hips and almost run. Mm -hmm. The second you did that, your ass is beat. He's coming back underneath. Right. We used to teach our kid. I had S.L. McCall. He had, the, to this day, as kids I've coached, he had the, the best first step I've ever, I've ever seen. Right. I can't coach that. I can't make that better. No. That, that's God-given. Right. But we would teach him to rush and this is you normally don't do this. We would teach him to rush past the quarterback. Yeah. So the quarterback's so – what I'm saying, I know it doesn't listen well, but if the quarterback's sitting at five yards, we would have SL on passing down sprint to like six yards. Exactly. So then the offensive tackle has to mirror him all the way to six yards. Right. Well, now guess what? The quarterback is exposed at five. He comes back underneath, free runner at the quarterback. Yes. And I don't have to blitz nobody. Well, there's two things that happen there mm -hmm. because 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 he does show and the quarterback does see him. Mm -hmm. He's got to make a decision now. If he doesn't go on his first read, he's screwed. Oh, he's sacked because he's done. Yeah, and it's S <clears throat> excuse me, SL would 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 get up and then he would rotate back in, yep. spin move, whatever the case is. He makes the sack right there, yep. or he puts pressure on him. He's going to throw an interception, and it helps the defensive backs out immensely. Yep. But to your point, you have to burst. You can't right. be sitting there messing around. There's all kind of different analogies we could use that we probably don't need to say on the podcast. Right. You can't go effing around, messing around at line of scrimmage. No. 
chopping your feet, waiting on to do a damn move, but you're not. There's nothing happening. I have not seen him have a bull rush yet. That's the other thing. I have not. If there's no threat of that, then them D lineman just right. He's going to sit back there. Gonna, like I said, if they have any technique at all, he's going to put your. He's going to wait till you get there. He's yep. going to punch you, and then you're done. And then the ball's out. You're yeah, out of gas. Exactly. Right. And you better hope it ain't a run. So you definitely and now I think nothing. that's the problem with our with our secondary guys, Chris, is we don't have any upfront pressure. So either they're covering for you know, six, seven seconds, and you know just well as I do, you can't do that. No. And when we do blitz, we're taking a guy, like I said earlier, we're taking a guy, we're not getting home, and we're leaving him out on an island. Right. It's just, I, it's just not fun to watch. No. And I'm hoping um, <clears throat> with the, you know, COVID, with the postponement or whatever, that we can figure something out. I'm hoping so, too, honestly, because, <clears throat> I mean, we looked at it earlier. Florida State and Florida are – Next to last, and then next to next to last mm-hmm. in the in the entire country in defense right. efficiency. The, the only one worse is who? Ole Miss. Right. They're like there's bad Florida State, Florida, <laughs> and Navy. They're grouped together, and then there's Ole Miss way down there by yeah. themselves. I think they're giving up almost ten yards a play. A play. But but here's the thing, and you know Dan decided that he's going to go set it up. These used to piss uh, Coach Zook oh, and the defensive coordinators boy. off so bad Tell when I was me there about it. because you know we had some defenses. And Coach Burry said, "Well, I'm going to go sit in there on the defensive side of the ball," <laughs> and he does, and he did, and and you know of course I don't think a whole lot was said, but he right. he uh, just sat in there and made his you know made it known. But Dan's going to go sit in there and he's going to talk with Grantham. Now he's not going to fire Grantham. No, that, you know anybody that even come close to thinking that's going to happen is uh, off the rocker. Not going to happen. Okay, because nobody on the staff has called defensive plays for a big-time program. So, if you get rid of Grantham, then somebody else is you're going to ask them to do that. And they've never done it. It might not be good. Might be worse. We may have to just, like I said, change the personnel or just teach the guys what to do. Either they don't know what to do or they can't do it. It's real simple. It's one of the two. I agree. Okay. And both can be fixed. And both can be fixed. Either you teach them better or you get somebody else that will play the position better than they are. I agree. I agree. So. I think I think that's the reason I think Florida State fans have hope as well. It's we're, Defensively-wise, we're very similar Florida and Florida State. Yes. Like, that there's ability everywhere. Like Florida State has Marvin Wilson. He'll right. be, he was supposed to be a first-round talent. He's looking mm-hmm. at fourth round now. But, yeah. I mean, they have ability is everywhere, minus linebacker position. And the end. But the interior D-line, those guys should be making it happen. Those were supposed to be the guys that are supposed to go first, second, third round. Yeah. And you said it off air was those guys last year, Grenard, uh, Zuniga, those interior guys, they covered up and masked so much of the, the back end and the linebacker play. They made it so easy for Reese to be a good player because he never got blocked. Well, this is what pisses me off too, Chris. When, when they do have a blitz package, okay, and you have a blitz called on the play, yep. the secondary guys are still playing 10 yards off the man. Yep. You know that you have a blitz coming, mm-hmm. and technically you should, air quotes, get home. Yep. We're not getting home, so that hurts. But you should still – the quarterback's supposed to get rid of the ball in you know three seconds. Right, yeah. When you have a blitz, they better get rid of it in three or, or less. Or, or yeah. less. But – they're running a five-yard out or a five-yard in, and we're still five yards away not, not on work. a blitz. I don't understand that. See, even in high school, and I, I wish I had our, our playbook here, We even in high school, at Columbia High School, little old Columbia High School, right. we had we taught when we blitzed, we ran like fire zone pressures, which is we, we blitzed and ran zone coverage behind right. it. A lot of teams run, they blitz and run man behind it. Mm-hmm. But we run zone concepts behind it because, you know, you, you teach a quarterback to throw into the blitz. Right. That works in man coverage. 
if we're playing zone, we're robbing that zone. There's going to be somebody there. There's going to be somebody so there. throw into the blitz if you right. want to. We're going the other way. Mm -hmm. But it was always a hot third. So you have a, if we're playing cover three, you have cover three, you have the whole field to the end zone, that third, mm -hmm. but it's called a hot third because it's coming out hot. Right. Like, so our corners would sit on anything. So we were near, we were never as complex as what you are, but when we did blitz, <laughs> when we did blitz, we always shortened up, you know, we're 10 yards off the ball to start. Yep. Unless we're in man, yep. but then we, we always shortened it up to five. Because yeah. they know they got to get rid of it quick. It's coming out. Uh, I'm taking away the short I, stuff. You know, I don't understand it. I don't we'll, either. We'll, we'll get off that because we yeah. spent way too much time on that. Yeah, we could we could spend I'm a lot. About to get pissed. A lot of time there. Um, <laughs> we'll go back to Florida State. This should cheer you up a little bit. They got North Carolina. Um, Mac Brown's done a hell of a job. He's done a great job. Much better than I thought. Yeah. Um, I, it, to, for North Carolina to be as good as they are in what three years he's been there. Yeah. That's really good. Yeah, it is. It, it really is. Shows you what coaching can do. I, no, I mean there you go. That's the part. Yeah, I don't want to go off on that again. But they have Sam Howell, who was committed to Florida State for like a year uh, under Willie Taggart. He decommits on signing day, signs in North Carolina. He played, I think he was maybe the freshman of the year in the ACC. Mm -hmm. um, he's now a sophomore. So he's probably going He's probably going to light it up. They got two real good backs. Right. Um, so we're going to see because they're good on offense. We're bad on defense. Yeah, well, the biggest thing is, is if Florida State can control the ball, they're, then they're yeah. going to be okay. Their style of football they play offensively, I think, I think, I think, I think, fits into what Florida State is better suited to defend. Right. Like, we're not going to be good with what Notre Dame did. Two tight ends. No, well, they just pounded back. you up front. They just beat yep. the shit out of us, right? North Carolina, they have they can run the ball, but they're going to run it out of a shotgun, out of a spread. Right. And they're going to let Howell throw the ball 30, 35 times. And while that does scare me a little bit, I think we're better suited to play against that than we are somebody just playing smash mouth football, running for three. Right, but if your guys yards. up front again, if they'll make plays, Chris, you don't know what will happen. They could stay in the game and maybe even possibly win the game. Potentially, potentially, I I agree. So while I know how, because Ian Book, the quarterback of Notre Dame, that some bitch is twenty now twenty three and three. Yeah, I mean he's pretty good. A, he's a damn good quarterback. Yeah. So, Howe is not better than Ian Book. He's good, but he ain't not better. So, has North, who's North Carolina played? Do we know who North Carolina they played? They have played, they played Syracuse. They played Virginia Tech. Um, I'm not sure their third opponent. Well, my point is, Florida State's played some very good ball teams. They really have. That's the other thing. Like, we, we played bad. some good ball clubs. We played, I mean, yeah, you're playing Notre Dame and who we open up with. You open up, you wasn't, wasn't very good. No. And was, then you played Jackson State, Jackson, Jacksonville State. Yeah. But Notre Dame is a very good ball mm -hmm. team. And they hung with them for three and, three and a half quarters. Right. Yeah, and that was their best game yet. So, yeah. I think – I think we continue to see progress on the offense. Like I right. think, for example, I think once that offense gets better suited, even more tailored now, it's mm. just another week, another wrinkle they can add. Right. Um, they're playing hard. And so I, I feel – and I don't think North Carolina's defense are world beaters. No, I, mean, they, I don't think so either. They play good, sound yeah. defense. Syracuse is not very good, and they hung with them for a while. Right. Um, but the, the the matchup, it lies on the North Carolina's offense versus Florida State's defense. We'll right. find out, can they bone up and play? I mean – I don't know. We'll see. I'm I'm intrigued. I'm excited. I don't know what we'll see, but um, well, I know what we're not going to see. We're not going to see Florida play this weekend. We won't see Florida. We you won't know, see Florida. Apparently, they had 21 plus COVID cases, uh, positive cases. So that's not good. That's so it, not good. They left Texas on Saturday at noon and, and went back to to Gainesville and, and partied their ass off, drowned their. Drowned I, don't, their... I don't think that's what happened. I, uh, if you look at it, Nick Saban mm -hmm. and those boys played Texas A&M. Oh. Um, there was somebody else that played Texas A&M, 
and they had a, a few positives. Texas A&M has, has not had any positive tests. And Jimbo will bend that rule. I don't know about anything. I'm just <laughs> telling you what's going on. They left there, and I don't know if it was on the plane or the uh, hotel, whatever the case is, but they got 21 positive tests, so they're postponing the game until December 12th, which is probably a very good thing. I agree. <clears throat> Let me go ahead and – since I was – pretty hard on my gators because they are my gators but i'll say this this two weeks will probably benefit us more than anybody else in the country i'm glad you brought that up i was i was going to ask you that do you like where this break comes yes okay tell me why because i think i might you might sway me but i think i may be on the other side why because we're so bad and there's three games of film that we've been really really bad that we can correct Listen, you as a coach, you've got to be able to look at the film and say, okay, listen, you've been beat three games in a row. We may have to try somebody else. Or you've been beat three games in a row. Let's figure out what you're doing wrong. It's kind of like a baseball, you know, hitting a baseball. You're doing something different than you've always done. Wilson has done something different than he's always done because he's usually a pretty decent player. I'm not saying he's great. He's not near the player that I thought he was going to be. But he made some good plays last year. Mm -hmm. So he can do it. We just got to figure out how to put him in the situation where he can do it. Right. So you got to help the player. Where I differ from you on this is I would hope that my million-dollar coordinator had already looked at week one and two, and then we should have corrected that. So we have – I'm not trying to argue, but you have one one week of film that we haven't got to watch yet, and that's a tough loss at the end of the game, sour taste in our mouth. But it may may flip it, and they may come out pissed, but to sit on a loss for two weeks – Nothing helps a team like winning. Exactly. Nothing hurts a team like losing. Right. Right. You find out what kind of locker room you have. That's why Miami, they've always had piss poor locker room. Because when they lose one, when they lose that one. shit implodes. Right. I'm not saying that's going to happen to Gainesville, but to sit on a loss, you know, when you get beat, I, I want to get on I the field play as again. quick as right possible. Can, yeah. Can, yeah can, we, can we run it back <clears> at, at seven? Like, so I don't know that, I don't know that sitting on that loss – because I think they would beat the brakes off LSU. I think right, LSU I think they is would a have shell of themselves. Yeah, I, I think, think they LSU, would have. LSU looks but like they look terrible. On the on the flip side of that, Chris, say they go in and do the same thing. That's true. Go in and do the same thing, and then do, be, you talking about confidence is really shot. Yeah, it'd be fifty to fifty. Right, I mean, it'd be huge. So I I, I I think it's a very good thing. I hope it's a very good thing. We can get back to the drawing board, so to speak. Mm-hmm. Either plug and play some different players and find out where guys. And the biggest thing is, is find out you could you the, the eye in the sky never lies. Mm-hmm. Find out who wants to be there. I agree. Play them. Yeah, play those that, guys. That's why I say about in, in Tallahassee, we're in the same situation. <clears throat> yep. I don't want to see them old guys that are making the same mistakes anymore. Show me like like Trey said. Trey Lee, he, he said them guys are hitting somebody. Right. Damn it, they are. They're hitting the wrong people. Right. It doesn't matter. Play them. We'll figure that out. Right. We'll learn as we go. That's what I say. I agree. I agree. So, I, I it's interesting, man. I'm, uh, I hate that we don't get to see Florida play. I did want to watch that game. I, I think Florida would have got back on track with LSU. I think so, too. I think they can score with anybody. I'm really excited about the offense, but we just got to do something defensively. Can we talk about your boy Dan Mullen? Oh sure, let's go. Let's talk about his post game comments. This is what people. This is what people are here for. And I want, we want to know your opinion on this, Gator fans, because I know you're gonna give it to me, and that's fine. But everyone else too. So after the game, he was asked. Right. right he did not. He did not volunteer it. Right. But he was asked about the crowd. Right. Or yep. something to he that was effect. Asked right. And he went and and so I'll I'll tell you what he said. He said something. And correct me if I'm wrong. Mm-hmm. Something to the effect of uh, they made an impact. The AM's crowd. They were definitely a factor in the game. They were what definitely he said. a factor in the game. Uh, major then, factor. Yes, a major factor. Right. And that he went on to say 
that he wanted to make sure we packed the swamp. Uh, we hope I mean, he went. Here's where I have the issue: how in depth he went with that, and and we'll, we're going to get into it because right. we don't agree. We played basketball <laughs> last night or the night before, and we right. I had a, I had to go. Um, but he said something to the effect of like the the governor has said it's okay. Right. I hope our administration follows suit. But mm-hmm. I mean, he kind of really really dug in on the fact that he wants a crowd of ninety thousand in the swamp to to pack the swamp, make an impact. Right. So. You have no issue with it, that comment, and I want to ask, I'm going to give you the floor. Why don't you have an issue with that? He was asked a question. He answered the question. The question was, did the fans have an impact on the game? Well, supposedly it was 25% capacity. Okay. At Kyle Field. At Kyle Field. Texas A&M on a noon kick. Right. Mm-hmm. And and you <laughs> know just as well as I know, I know that anytime you have your home fans mm-hmm. – 25% capacity or 50%, whatever it is, mm-hmm. that gets you juiced up and fired up. I'll buy that story. Okay, kids play harder and play, you know, when those fans are going nuts, I'm telling you, I've done. I've been in front of 100,000 people in Tennessee and got my ass whipped. Yep. I've been in front of 95,000 people at Florida and we beat people's ass. Yep. So, yes, it makes a difference, a I huge agree. difference. I'll buy that story. That's what he was saying. That crowd noise, it, as loud as those people were, made a difference in the ball game. So here's I have where, no issue with him saying that, right. that it was a major factor. <laughs> here's where I'm not going to let your ass off the hook. Here's what I don't like about it, right? Okay. Uh, we're dealing with it in Tallahassee right now. We have, and you guys don't have this in Gainesville, but we have that loser blood mentality. Right. Right? That loser blood, to me, that's a loser, that's a loser ass answer. Mm. I think you could have went, I'm not saying he's necessarily wrong because factually he's right. They do impact the game. Right. They were loud. He did have two false starts. But as a coach – 15 minutes, he was he was frustrated now. Right. He was pissed that he lost. He was, sure. He was very raw. In, he, you were getting exactly how Dan Mullen well, feels. Well, you'll always get exactly how Dan Mullen feels most of the time. Most he's of not the time. quite Spurrier-ish, yeah. no, but he he's real close. He's close. And with more success, he's right. gotten to be more more Dan of Mullen. Course. More, of course. Of course. I'm, I'm a little more untouchable. Right. I'll call it the administration right here on national TV. And he got in trouble for that, too. We'll talk about that. <laughs> we'll talk about that. But my thing I had the issue with was that he could have went other directions. Like, for me personally, I would have said, man, I'm not talking about that. I probably would have said, hey, hey, bud, I'm not talking about that shit right now. It had no impact. Whether it had an impact or not, right. I'd say, we didn't get the damn job done. That's probably what I would have said. Or something to the effect of, we didn't prepare for the noise level. That's on me that had the two false starts. Like, damn it, that's that's our fault. We they damn sure have played in front of bigger crowds. That's it, what I would have said also. It almost felt to me on the outside looking in, and I like Dan Mullen. Like right. I said, I've been – if anyone, any of our listeners know, I, I, I think he's a dork, but I think he's an exceptional football right. coach. I really do. You I, just think he was making an excuse. I, it felt and it sounded like the timing was an excuse. I understand lobbying for your team, lobbying for fans to try and get people in the stands. That don't happen 15 minutes after press. No, we're going to disagree with, with – the only part is he was asked a question, and how do you think he should answer the question? No, well, the crowd didn't, didn't make a difference because it did. It made a difference. It did, but damn it, it did. that sounds like to me you're making an excuse. That's loser. That's right. loser shit. Right. You call. You used to call get Brock on the Brock all the time for far less. Called him uh, EB excuse box. Right. That sounded like an excuse coming out right out of Dan Mullen's mouth. I didn't yep. like it all right. because he's typically a competitor. And competitor, you would never have he said is, that. He is, and he is a very, very competitive and person. And out of, com- out agree, of character for him. I agree. Were you sitting here talking to you and listening to you and what you're saying? I agree with you. But was one, was he deflecting? 
to try to save his kids. And if, if that was the case, then you say, my bad. That's yeah. on me. We See, didn't have enough crowd noise at practice. We didn't prepare for this. We knew there was going to be fans here. I dropped the ball. Well, if you that's to, if, what a coach does. You always say, my bad. I didn't prepare the quarterback the way he needed to, or I didn't compare these quarterbacks. You know, whatever the case is, you take yes. the blame always. You yes. never put it on the kid. And you damn sure don't say – you don't deflect and go straight to like we want ninety thousand, not not fifteen minutes after you just got to walk off. Well, and you can't Adam. say that at this time because damn, they just got. I mean, he didn't know it at the time, but you during COVID, you can't say, hey, we want ninety thousand people in the stands. And then now we got and now tests. we got twenty one. Because now I look like an ass. Yeah, now you really look like an ass. Yeah, and so, so we, you swayed me. You swayed me a little bit, but I still think he was asked a question. He answered the question I, the way he needed to answer. Fair enough. I just think, and I and I told you this at best, at best, because I because he has a track record. For Maybe that. That's on the Tuesday media day. Absolutely. It's yeah. not – It's not. It is bad timing at best. It's right. bad timing. I don't think he's a loser. I think he's a competitor because he has. He, he told them, boys, I want to beat your ass at checkers. Right. If you want to thumb wrestle, we'll thumb wrestle right was, now. He, he was your pissed. Ass. He was genuine. Like that, right. That's when, I, that's when I, re, I realized – But that's what I want from our guys. I want our guys to be like that. Damn right. So then you – they follow the lead. Oh, exactly. So, if it comes off as an excuse, then it just it, – I don't know. I just didn't like the accountability. It, I just didn't like it. And, it. and to me, it felt off character right. for him because he is so – he's so freaking yeah. – normally he don't he don't say that. But we – well, we're going to – not end with – we'll take a quick break here. We might end here. I don't know. But um, <laughs> well, we got to talk about Dak. We got to talk about Dak. Well, well, we'll take a quick break, but they won't know we're taking a break. But Scott Strickland um, – he, on Mullen's comments about packing the swamp. So he said, this is what, to your point, Shane, you see, kind of looks bad right now. But he said, the AD said, he respects the importance of listening to medical professionals. Coaches sometimes say things that are outside of their area of expertise. Dan is really good at calling ball plays. End of quote. Yeah. I, I, listen, <laughs> I love him. I mean, yeah. he, he tells the truth, but, uh, you know, and he's right. You know, hindsight's twenty twenty. It Hind- looks like a real dumb statement at this point. It looks even worse now. Yeah. To my point, like it, it's not. I didn't know they're going to have nineteen cases, but I just didn't like the time that has the the right. cases of COVID today or it has nothing to do. Hindsight's no twenty twenty, of course. I don't but care about that. At the same time, he's right. He he, right. He's very good at calling ball plays, and he's not very good at making a decision on packing ninety thousand people <laughs> into the fan stands. I agree. <laughs> All right, so. Whew, that was an hour of college football. Y'all, you're welcome, sitters. Yeah. I think y'all, y'all, gonna, y'all are going to enjoy that. Yeah. Um, let's talk about some professional sports here. We have the Lakers did just win an NBA championship. The Lakers did win. Called an audible. We, we talked about show notes for right. about 10 minutes before then. Yeah. I didn't even mention that. But we do have to at least address it. The Lakers did win. Um, do you, does that change where LeBron is? Short answer only, obviously. Does that change where LeBron is in your eyes at all? Not one bit. Not one bit. He, he he is still. I, no, we're not getting away with that. No. He um, the and I was okay with it. I, you know, they won the game and they beat a half tail Miami team. Had mm. a bunch of injuries, yep. whatever. Okay. Um, they didn't have to go through the Clippers, which it wasn't their fault. Yep. You know, the Clippers blew that, so it's, you know that was on them. But at, at the only thing that really bothered me about the whole situation at the end of the game, you know, giving his speech, you got to respect this one, you got to respect that one, give me my damn respect. Mm. Well, bud, if you got to ask for it, you don't deserve it. Hey, you said, it on, hey, you said it on Twitter, and I said, yep, I don't have to yeah. say nothing else. Yeah, he's I done. Just, I retweeted he's it. Done. I said, yep, he, nope. he would have to win three more titles yeah. to get to seven. Yeah, and then maybe we could talk about goat stuff. Yeah, I'm I'm not gonna argue that. I don't I don't have a very different opinion than you. So, yeah. um, we'll go into some other baseball. So 
we got our local, well, local if you will, regional. The the Atlanta Braves are in the uh, in the playoffs still. Yep. As well as the, well, Atlanta the, Braves are two and zero right yeah. now as we speak. Right. Right now, as we speak, you'll hear this tomorrow. They'll be two and one. Yep. <laughs> uh, they gave up eleven runs in the first inning, mm. the top of the first. Yeah. And it's fifteen to one as as we, as we speak right now. But they'll get back on the hill tomorrow and and uh, go to work. I like how they're playing these games back. I do back too. To back. I, I like do too. it. The I, only problem is it hurts Atlanta with the pitching. The pitching. I know Trey Trey Lee actually said something about that. Or, but I can't stand all that. Listen, be positive. Yeah, they're play. gonna win. Let's go. Yeah, play the game. Um, who wins that series? Oh, the Braves won the series. The Braves won the only series. problem is they got Kershaw coming up in the fifth game or yeah. fourth game. That's I, not good. That doesn't feel good. You think they even it up? I hope not. I hope not either. Because if I they even not. it up, that gets scary. Yeah, we get in trouble. What about so then we we'll, we'll switch over real quick. I love then. the young guys for the Braves though. Oh, me too. They play good ball. Yeah, Freddie Freeman should be MVP of the league this year. I mean, he's hitting the yeah. freaking cover off the yeah. wall, ain't he? I like him. I like I do too. Um, Tampa. Yep. Right. The Rays. They are what three and zero. They're losing as we as we record, so we don't know how that's going to turn out. They got, but they have the arms. They've got arms, and and they've got some. They don't have quite as much offense as the uh, the Braves do, but yeah. I'm telling you, and and even the Astros. I don't think they have quite as much offense as the Astros, but uh-uh. boy, I tell you what, a lot of people are really happy about Altuve not being able to throw the ball to first or second base. Man, I just you know I just hate to see it. I hate to see. I it. I just hate to see that cheat. You know, maybe he needs a buzzer. Yeah, he needs a buzzer. He needs a buzzer, so when he throws it, it'll shock him into throwing a decent ball. <laughs> Every time I see it, I just, it makes me angrier and angrier. Yeah, I, and I kind of like it when they get hit. Yeah, I me still, too. Even now. Because a couple of them got hit the other day, and i like, eh, who cares? I hate to see that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I mean, I'm uh, the Rays, <laughs> it just amazes me the velocity that they have in their bullpen. Oh, my goodness. Um, we were watching, matter of fact, Cindy and I were talking about it before I got over here. There wasn't a guy for the Dodgers that was throwing the ball under 92. When I say under 92, that was a changeup. Yeah. They're throwing 95, 96, 97 miles an hour. Chris, it's every arm. I don't get it. I, I talked to, you know, everybody like loves 2-3, uh, Tom Clark. Yeah. I talked to him a while back, and he said if a guy is not coming out of the bullpen throwing 95, they won't even look at him. I believe it because they all do. Oh, they all do. The Ray, that's when the Rays, when they when they got into it with, uh, I think it's Raldis Chapman threw mm-hmm. at Old Boy's head, who, oh, he, yeah. who he then took his ass yard. Right, I love that. I did but he too. threw one hundred and one at his head. Yeah, he was like, oh, don't don't worry about this, buddy. Yeah, I got I got seven guys that are ninety seven plus. So yep. we can do this as long as y'all want to do this. Yeah, but you don't do that. You don't throw at a guy. No, head. you don't. Do you that. you handle that when the game is over in the locker room. Yep, I agree with you. Yeah, I, yeah, you don't. Yeah, do I don't. That. I don't like that. Yeah. But I I thought it was not funny. But I was like, oh. Well, that you just scared all your batters because right. you're not going to be the one to stand in the box. <laughs> That's exactly right. Yeah, yep. I mean, you can throw 100 at somebody's head because you don't have to go stand in the box yep. and get 100 thrown at you. But yep. uh, I think the Rays get it done. I don't know necessarily they get it done tonight. They're in the fourth inning as we're well, recording. Well, it's only 2-0, so they got a chance. Yeah, they they got some young kids too, though. Yeah. They yeah. got some young kids too. They they play good defense as well. Actually, the starter for last night's game, is, is a, it's a Johnny Wiggs note, um, played baseball at Santa Fe at Santa Fe year. What's uh, his name? Ryan Yarborough. Yeah, I think. Yarborough, yeah. So good player. Yeah. Came from Santa Fe community, Santa Fe College. Hey, love that. No, I Lo- do too. Local product. Juco guy. I got a cousin that plays for the uh Rays like farm system kind. I think he's in double A. Oh really? Yeah, Easton McGee, pitcher. He's uh 
about six seven lefty. Ooh, about 92, 93. Pretty there nice, you go. pretty nice player. Yeah, yeah, he's six a, seven. Heck, he's almost there when yeah. he releases the ball. Straight out of high school, uh, from Kentucky. Straight out of high school, and went straight to the, well, the farm good. system. I, I hope he, hope he makes it. That'd be really neat. Yeah, he's pulling for him hard. That whole family is obviously. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but we'll talk about let's talk about some little bit of NFL, and we're gonna wrap this thing up. Yep. But we we need to talk about the Dak injury. I feel like. What's your take on the the Dak injury? Man, I hated it. I was actually watching the ball game, and I hated it. I, you know, he rolls out, going to the left, and he's he's playing very good. You know, Dak's played very good all year. He has. He's, done, he's played really well, but I hate the injury happened. And speaking as we're speaking, the Rays just tied it up two to two. Let's go. Um, but I hated it, man. I saw he, he dislocated, it, and he actually tried to pop it back into place. He he, you know, hit his foot on the on the carpet, and it did it didn't go back in. Mm. Um, but I hated it for him. Um, I kind of wish he would have signed that $100 million contract that he was offered before yeah. the season because he may miss out on some money. You, I'm glad you brought that up. So there's there's been rumblings I've seen on social media. Uh, people are saying, you know, uh, whatever. You take your contract or, or, or know your worth. Don't play. Hold out altogether like a Le'Veon Bell situation right. kind of thing. Lose kinda out bought on him, bid him too. Yeah, lose out on $14 million right. and then – you, you now you you lost a prime year of your your football career mm-hmm. right he's in his prime when he did that right and and then now he's now cut today right. well um, they say that Dak held out because they were off in a five year deal and mm-hmm. he wanted a seven year deal whatever the case is well and then people want to be be upset because Dak got hurt and didn't get his money well he got his money he got thirty one million dollars that's that's a pretty good chunk of change yeah it's pretty he good. would have gotten more if he wanted to sign that yes so know your worth and. Do you want to be set for life, signing your $100 million guaranteed contract? Yep. Or do you want to take a chance on the franchise tag? It's not just the team that's taking the chance. Mm-hmm. Okay? I agree So, he's you. taking the chance, too. So, he took that chance and he got hurt. I hate it. I think he'll be back. He'll be back four to six months. But I don't know if he's going to get his money. I'm with you. So, I'm, I'm with you on that. We all uh, partake. Not necessarily. I won't speak for you, Mr. Edge. But uh, I know some people. I'll say myself. I, I put a little money on. I'll wager a little bit. I'll gamble from time to time. I have some money in the stock market. Mm-hmm. That's all gambling. I'm, right. I'm, that's money that I'm gambling. I'm hoping it. I'm hoping it makes me money. When you don't sign a contract, you are gambling, right. taking a chance. Mm-hmm. Whatever. It's all the same to me. You're taking a chance that something better may happen, but you're also taking a chance that something worse may happen. Right. And unfortunately, because I like Dak, I really like Dak. I think that was. I think that was evident across the league how well liked he is. Such a good guy. He, he is. So you hate to see it happen. But at the same time, it's like his – and the reason I even brought this up is because his agent has four other athletes are in a very similar situation to Dak. They got fair contracts, market value contracts. They all held out on market value contracts. Big money now. We're not talking about – Yeah, see, I didn't know that. Yes. he he's He's trying to maximize – and I get it. I understand but you that. You have to understand what market value is. And if you're comfortable in your situation, you're a cowboy, you're America's team, you're going to make an absolute astronomical amount of money on endorsements in addition to your contract. Right. Probably want to eat that thing. Okay, but here, but here's the thing. If you actually, and everybody, you know, this is, this is really going to, and, and we probably shouldn't have got into this, but here's the thing. If you do hold out and you get that big contract like a Matt Ryan got, mm-hmm. um, and like a Stafford got mm-hmm. and all do you have the ability to pay anybody else? 
do you have the ability to make a good product on the field when the quarterback is taking up all that money? Probably not. Listen, if I'm an owner or if I'm a head coach, I want a guy on a rookie contract, whatever, and this is going to get me wins. Yeah. Now, they say, I don't know how in the world this could be, but they say Patrick Mahomes had a team-friendly deal. I don't know how you have a team-friendly deal with $140 million or whatever, or $400 million, I think is yeah, whatever it was. I don't know how that works. But anyway, um, the point is, I hate that the kid got hurt, and he is universally loved yes, by everybody. He is. he is. And so, I'm with you, too. I, I hate it. Uh, I hope he gets taken care of. He'll be back. He'll be fine. I just know that he now – at that bargaining table that he was being so hard at, he's not going to have that option to be – he don't have as much leverage. No, he doesn't so, have a lot of leverage. So, so he, he was gambling on himself. He and gambled. And unfortunately, he, right now, it's not paying off. And it's a freaking – it's a football. It's right. football. So, you know how – it hindsight's 2020. Man, right? I'm, ta- I'm taking it. my guarantee $100 million. Give it to me. My grandkids' grandkids ain't going to have the right. worry. Exactly. So, but uh, that's pretty much it, man. We enjoyed you guys listening. Uh, Shane, we appreciate you being with us and filling in for Joey. You did a, a fine job. Might have to – find a, a Shane Edge segment um, <laughs> go, going forward. But uh, Brad's going to close this thing out. You guys like it, retweet it. Go see John and them at, at, the, at the place, and uh, we, we appreciate you. Yeah, make sure you all like and retweet it. It might make me look a little bit better. There you go. <laughs> That's going to be it for tonight's sitters. This has been Bradford Douglas with Shane Edge and Chris Martinez, and we are Front Porch Sitting. See you next time, sitters. Trying to get demons up out of me Turn to a beast, eat your arteries Deceasing opponents so properly Unleashing the dark side, what got to me We come to take shit over Foot on the gas, hit a motor Switching my thoughts on bipolar I stare in the eyes of a cobra Say you won't smoke, come get it You wanna play dumb, I'm with it I'm about to take over the city I came with my committee, gang with it Came for the bag and the profit Looking for the way when we got it. Way. Ain't scared nobody. Boom. Bop, bop, that's a whole body. Okay. On the dark side, it can get cold. It's a cold case. In my right mind, I can ride, ride till I roll race. Skeleton on my left wrist, in that soul place. On my knees, thanking God that he got me through the pain. Danger, danger. I don't fit in, I'm a stranger. Believe him. Believer. I can take out all the evil Empowerment to all my people I can prove to you I'm a leader Run through the money, no visa Forgive me cause my life illegal Searching for the bag and the prize On a mission looking for them bad guys Can't run no player but my head I'm real wise Look at his eyes wide, think he traumatized Take me as a joke, I'ma hang him on the road Cause where I'm from, we don't play like that on the outside Better not free cause we know you gon' choke Talk behind my back, but your shots backfire I know you tried, but you never could survive I see the fetus in your eyes Run like four, they're tryna hide They criticize in the sky They know I can only tell the truth They know all you do is tell lies I'm about to take over the city Tell me you should win it Cause I know my squad gon' ride On the dark side, it can get cold It's a cold case In my right mind, I can ride, ride Till I roll race Skeleton on my left wrist in that soul place On my knees thanking God that it got me through the pain Danger, danger I don't fit in, I'm a stranger Believer, believer I can take out all the evil Empowerment to all my people I can prove to you I'm a leader Run through the money, no visa 
Forgive me cause my life a nigga Come on, say you want to smoke, come get it